welcome to With the Will Podcast. We're here to entertain and inform while talking about Digimon. I'm Mark, I run with the Will. And I'm A.R. Pulver, Digimon System Restore. And a few of you might be slightly confused because you're generally used to us popping up live and giving you a week's notice, but we had a little special show to do here today because we have a special guest. Is that my cue? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Nimoy. How are you? Very good. Thank you for being on the show, Jeff. Oh, it's a pleasure. You guys have, uh, you know, we go way back, especially you and me, Mark. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I really appreciate both of the things you do to keep Digimon alive. One of my favorite things in the world. So uh, I'm glad to uh, help out both of you in anything I can do. Yeah, it's it's a very long time since I used to help Chris McFeely. Yeah, that was a <laughs> very long time. It, it seems like the internet just like was created at that time. Yeah, I uh, think just yeah. the fact that we're name dropping Chris McFeely reveals our ages here. Wait, is Chris McFeely a name drop? Is he that big? That is uh, this fandom he, kind of. He's a name drop in the sense that he doesn't really pop up much because he's very busy doing all his fancy Transformer stuff. Chris McFeely would be like the old, the old big fan that. Only the older fans remember or know. People be like, "Why do people keep keep mentioning Chris McFeely?" <laughs> McFeely is a name drop. Am I just like a cement block? You know, am I a cement like cinder block that falls? Am I <laughs> named in McFeely? I think. I hope. Well, I've talked. I've talked to you more recently than I've talked to McFeely. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, why don't we start by? you explaining who you are because there are a lot of younger fans or people who weren't on the internet who don't really get why everyone's like hey it's Jeff well I think they should actually go out and read the Chris McFeely interviews yeah, I think I did that, them with it that would explain working. a lot yeah you know I didn't do interviews for a very long time because I wouldn't say I was misquoted in this magazine but I was certainly taken out of context and the writer decided to throw his first impression in uh opinion about me and it made a lot of fans sort of hate me for some strange reason because he he wrote that i was conceited and all these things and what have you i was doing this interview that fox kid, kid set up at the time anyway um but then when i decided to do an interview uh i don't know how either chris reached out to me or i reached out to you or maybe mark you were the one who intervened. I, I don't I, know if in the in those days it probably would have been chris on his own to be honest yeah but anyway, I did a couple interviews with him to clear the air about any kind of mishap, and uh, it was sort of my first sort of outreach to the fans, and uh, it's been a love affair ever since, i got to say. So I am Jeff Nimoy. I was season one and season two uh, primary voice director, and I was uh, part of a writing team with Bob Buckholtz, who was my partner at the time in a place called Splice Bread Productions. And... Um, we uh, also wrote and directed uh, Digimon the movie, as well as then I came back later on and I did D Digimon Data Squad, which was season five. So I was what they call the showrunner of seasons one, two, and five. And I believe you started, I want to say, you started as an actor, then a writer, then about, I started, yeah. I started as a voice actor on-camera actor as well, but mostly a voice actor. And uh, I was working on Digimon as an actor before I was working on it as a writer or director. I, I think my first part was Izzy's dad. And uh, and then I took over Tentomon from Joshua Seth because he had too much stuff to do in the show. And 
and I just went from there. Uh, I started writing and then directing, and then before you know it, I was the showrunner. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, and that seemed to happen relatively quickly to the point I don't think you were credited for most of that in season one, were you? I think I was credited for what I, I did. I started writing around episode 14, 14 or 16, somewhere around there. And when I started directing, uh, a lot of it was done even maybe even into the, uh, yeah, definitely into the 20s, parts of episode 20 or something, maybe as much as episode 23 was already recorded without me. And then I, uh, I filled in the blanks. But I remember my first day of directing, I actually finished, there was like one or two small parts left in uh, the first episode I wrote. Uh, uh, continent, something uh, with Lost Continent in it. Departure for that, New Continent? Maybe. With Whalemon, that was the yep, first yeah. one. I think yep. it was, yeah, I think or, that was episode 14. Or routine, I think, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, you know, so I, I think I got the right amount of credit. I think a lot of those boxes that they, you know, put the VHS boxes might have already they already had the labels with Wendy Lee directing, so they probably left those. That's probably but, what. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's possible. But I think there's some season one stuff with my name on it, some boxes with my name on it. That's what it all boils down to for people in my profession: boxes with your name on it. It's okay. So, they're confirmed. Uncon. There, we've confirmed their un um, uncredited roles in Try. So even now, it's still happening. Yeah. The, the, uh, there are pe- there are people who think that you're the director for Try who kept sending us questions asking who cast members were. <laughs> well, that makes <laughs> sense. Why would I ask you if I was the director? I know. Yeah. Uh, no, I wish I was the director of Try. Though it bothers me. I'll tell you, I, I don't like not being the director of Digimon as it's going on. It's a very uncomfortable feeling. I was just, I just did a session recently. Uh, where I was talking to the director and uh, I was telling him this makes me very uncomfortable I gotta tell you I, wa- I was I watched one of the episode one you know one of the movies at uh, uh, anime Expo in Los Angeles and I, I didn't like the fact that I didn't direct this <laughs> yeah every, everyone really loves that panel that they recorded and included oh yeah that's great I, I didn't really realize they were recording the way <laughs> my mouth a little better. Nah, they, 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 they bleeped you a bit, but I think everyone realized it was in good fun. Well, you know, I'm from Brooklyn. I don't yeah. even know I'm doing it. So, <laughs> so um, you started with season one, you continued with season two, and you did the movie. And you, you said a few times the movie was, it was a big deal to direct a movie. It was. It was a very big deal, especially a movie that 20th Century Fox was releasing. It was, I believe, 1,800 screens, which is a very sizable movie. And, uh, you know, nationwide, worldwide, really. So um, it was a big thrill to go in a movie theater, to pay a ticket, and watch it with an audience. It was kind of crazy, you know, that I wrote these jokes with Bob. Bob and I, and we took his whole family to the movies one afternoon. And we were just like, you know, we we did this in the office, and now people were watching it here in a movie, paid movie theater. It's freaky. Yeah, I watched it a number of times myself, and I assume AR probably did also. Yep. I had to do my reviews and stuff. <laughs> and, and they kept giving me the cards as I walked in. 
<laughs> oh yeah, get your free pack of cards. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, then that was early middle season two, and um, then later in yeah. season two, you and Saban parted ways. Almost at the end, I think yeah. we got through episode ninety nine, one hundred four. Yeah, so I, I think I think there were like four episodes left at that point. Yeah, something like that. And, I think Bob Bob Klein even replaced my voice. Yeah, I think he ended up being Tentomon for the one or two scenes he was in. Mm, and yeah, and then at the, and then at that point, minus the occasional interview with Chris or some or you know the occasional thing like that, you were basically done with Digimon at that point. It, that was it. Uh, absolutely. There the, was no yeah. thought I was ever yeah. going to come back. The, the, show, For... the show continued on, then the show ended, and then I believe you got a call from uh, your old partner, Bob Buckles. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that name right. Buckholtz. Buckholtz. And, and it was for one of the games. It was. Wow, you did a lot of research here. Did I... Did I say all this in an interview? Yes, yes, or? you did. I oh, skimmed. Exactly. E I skimmed everything, I so I didn't say anything stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a call, and he couldn't remember the names of anyone, <laughs> and he didn't know the names of anyone. He didn't know the actors who played them. He had no no memory of it whatsoever. And I have a pretty good memory, although it's getting much worse in my old age. But it was very good back then, and. Uh, and I was in it as well. I, I played Tentomon and probably all the things he digivolved into yeah. at the time. Uh, so so I helped him uh, remember all that. And that was a nice little walk down memory lane. I did most of the directing. So Bob didn't work with the, the actors too often. Although yeah. it's a very tight-knit community and Bob did a lot of directing during that time and still now. So he knew everybody. Um but I did most of the directing on Digimon, and I would say Bob probably did most of the writing. Uh, and then we would actually sort of like after a day of directing, I'd go to the office and we'd I, we'd watch together what he wrote, and then I would sort of like punch it up and stuff. Uh, and that's usually how how it went. But in this this time, yeah, it was years later, I guess, and uh, maybe not too much later, but years later. Uh, so. Uh, so we did that, and then, and then Digimon was done again for me. It was out of my yeah. life. And then you got another call like a year and a half or two years after that from, I want to say it was Jamie Simone? It was Jamie Simone, and that was probably, I want to say, 2005-ish, 6-ish. I was working with Jamie already. We, I did Zatch Bell for him, among yeah. other things. And Not those are just having the movies come out, actually. Yeah, right. But like I said, I was working with Jamie, and I was doing Zatch Bell and Naruto, uh, and uh, and he just called me one day and said, "Hey, you're the Digimon guy, right?" <laughs> I was like, "That's a good impersonation of Jamie, by the way, if anyone knows him." Uh, I said, uh, "Yeah, I'm the Digimon guy. Why?" He goes, "Oh, great, great, because I just got off the phone with Disney. Uh, you know, they bought Fox Kids, so they own the rights to Digimon, and they're bringing it back." So I told him I've got the Digimon guy. So they gave us, you know, these movies. They've got these four movies or something, and uh, and we're gonna do them. Uh, so you're gonna do them. <laughs> I'm like, great, I'm gonna do them. So he gave me the links to the four movies, and I watched them. And I realized obviously that the other movies, except for the first one, Revenge of Diaboramon, um, or whatever they called it, or maybe that's what they called it, and I called it something else. I can't remember. 
I think that's what they What's called it, right? One is Revenge of Diaboramon, and the other is something very similar to that, but it's not called that. Uh, anyway, uh, the other movies weren't my seasons. They were seasons two and three, I guess. So I, uh, and I knew Mary Elizabeth McGlynn uh, very well. In fact, I got her uh, the Digimon job when I was uh, leaving. So she, um, I just called, I told Jamie, you should really call Mary Elizabeth. She knows this world. I don't. I mean, I could learn it, but she already knows it. So I'm busy anyway. So give it to her and uh, let her do this. And, and I'll do the, the movie that took, you know, that I knew my seasons, which were the first two. So, and that's what we did. And we also brought back Rita Acosta Magicut, who was the original producer of Digimon at Fox Kids, Savannah Entertainment. So we brought her back and she's still working with Jamie now. So that, it was a nice reunion. Um, and, and it was just wacky to see all the old Digimon people again. And my first actor that day, and for some strange reason, the sound engineer from most of Digimon, Kevin Newsom, who never worked for Jamie, showed up on day one. He was like just freelancing that day. And it was just, it was a bizarre coincidence. He didn't know he was there to do Digimon and he didn't know he was working with me. It was just a weird thing. And my first actor was Paul St. Peter and he gets in the booth and I just looked at him and I spoke to him through the talk back button. And he was like, can you believe we're doing Digimon again? He was like, everything old is new again, you know. And uh, He could probably still drop Wormmon on cue, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We're talking about a good memory. That guy is a rock. Uh, so, he can, yeah, he can still do it. I, I did a show with him last year. Yeah, yeah. So, Wormmon. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. So, uh, so anyway, uh, Paul and I uh, get along very well. Anyway, um Every actor that came in after that, we were all scratching our head going, they're doing Digimon again? When did this happen, you know? People were like thrilled to get the call and it was just like, hey, we're getting the band back together. And it was just good to see everybody again. I hadn't seen some of those people in a very long time, like Felice Sampler who played Mimi. It was the first time I had seen her since really Digimon ended. She and I were very close during the original recording. Uh, for both, she played Cody in the second season, so we were very close all through those two seasons. And uh, it was just nice to see her and other people. And Josh wouldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He moved to Florida and just wasn't willing to come back. So I had to replace him. But uh, other than that, I think everybody came back. I had one line for Hawkman. I couldn't give it to Neil Kaplan to just go, hello, you know, something crazy like that. So I, so I just impersonated it myself. And the same with Vimon. I didn't bring Steve Princeton to do Vimon. I did it myself. So, uh, V, headbutt. Luckily, I can do a lot of voices. <laughs> so unfortunately for these actors, they lost out on the paycheck. But <laughs> lucky for me, I, I have budgetary concerns. I can deal with them by impersonating them. <laughs> I suppose there's a lot of characters in that movie. Because it's got from, yeah, it, it's, from both it, seasons. They, they stuffed in everyone, basically. Right, yeah, like uh, we've got fifty of the best uh, characters and forty-eight, uh, uh, forty-eight in the budget. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, see, that's the one thing I didn't do is go through all the cast list to double check everything, because <laughs> you know, I because I, I think Derek Stephen, I think he came back as Ken though for that, didn't he? No, if he came back for Ken, I would have had him do uh, Vimon. So. Yeah. I don't think I, I I don't think 
Ken either had a lot to say or huh. I just don't remember. It's been too yeah, long. Neither ago. do I. I. It's one of those things where at one point I was going to go through a cast list. It's like, do I really want to think I'll memorize all this? <laughs> no, but you could if you wanted now to. I, now I regret <laughs> skipping that. Now I regret skipping that movie on my last rewatch. <laughs> but if you wanted to just say an actor, and I could tell you like my memories of that actor, if, if that's something that you see. Um, I'm trying to think. Why, why don't you pick one, Ar? Um. Oh, about which? Oh, I don't know. I would think we could uh, move on to Data Squad. Uh, yeah, let's. Let, Mark's let... favorite season. <laughs> <laughs> It is my favorite season, so if you're being facetious... He's joking because it tends to be near the bottom for me, but it tends to be more the Japanese one that I don't like, and Data Squad I tend to hold a bit higher in that case. It's just not my favorite in general overall. But but knowing what you know now about what I busted out on with, with the will... Knowing what you know now about how I... Oh, no. Production wise, I have no issues. Right. It's just the whole general. It's just, it's just, it just doesn't quite mesh with me, the show overall, in any form that I've seen it. (laughs) I get it. Well, it's a different season. Yeah. That all of Try was based on. But okay. I'm not going to. Hey, that's especially true. Now, you you had that theory about Try even before you found out King Drazzle would be a part of try that's right <laughs> you know, you and i talked about that at GeekCon. Yeah. Uh, well well first let me just say the first just let me talk about data squad because it yeah. really is my favorite and i really am uh disheartened that I'm, not a lot of people know about it um but it was uh you know brought to me that it was going to happen and i couldn't really say anything about it so i went on with the will and because the fans and i had such a relationship at that point i i thought well since they're the ones watching and they're the ones passionate and they're going to be in the chat rooms talking about it uh let me get their opinion and i went and i asked you know if this were to happen and i maybe was the writer director producer who uh who would you like to see in these roles and for the most part either i already thought of those people or it wasn't going to work what they suggested, you know? Yeah. But a few were right on the money. I was not thinking Jameson Price for Commander Sampson. I was thinking Richard Ed Carr. But when someone suggested uh, Jameson, I was like, yes, of course, Jameson Price is perfect for this guy. And, uh, and I thought he was. And some other roles went like that, too. But... Um, it was just, to me, it was just a great experience uh, for me professionally. I really got to, I didn't have too much interference. You know, Disney didn't really care. <laughs> and uh, I got to do whatever I wanted. I got to cast whoever I wanted. And uh, and I got to write whatever I wanted, which was allowed me, you know, to come up with this whole wacky, crazy plot that I couldn't really write into it because, like, you know, the toy company, uh, Bandai, or maybe Toy Entertainment, you know, the animation company, they might have gotten all bent out of shape that I was actually physically changing the story. And I had no video proof to back it up anyway. It was just something I had in my mind while I wrote it. But I wrote this thing where the whole series was pretty much a computer test run that Izzy was doing to try to, you know, 
save the digital world <laughs> from, I don't remember the, the specifics of it, but there was some kind of virus in the digital world. And Izzy was trying to create these, you know, virus busters to break, break free of it. And, uh, and finally the, the computer series ran the final time and Marcus and Agumon this time were able to, you know, say no don't reboot us again, you know? And Izzy thought, hey, maybe I finally did it. And now you watch Try, and it's, you know, he had to reboot the digital world pretty much, didn't he? And erase all the memories of everybody. And uh, spoiler alert, sorry, but it's already, you know, that was three and it's already up yeah. to like four. So, um, you know, and it kind of happened. And I'm telling you, man, I, I have no proof of this either, but someone in Japan, who was writing Try, saw that, you know, blurb on With the Will of what I was talking about, and I did my, you know, my whole, this is what I was thinking when I wrote it. And I'm telling you, they were like, this is a good jumping off point for a new series. I'm telling you. It's too it's too coincidental for them not to. <laughs> and what's what's even funnier is uh, I have a couple posts on record, even before Try started, like before the movies aired going, you know, based on what we're hearing, this sounds an awful lot like Data Squad. <laughs> Yeah, but not Data Squad if you just take it on face value. Only Data right. Squad after I revealed what my thinking mm -hmm. of was the, of the whole series, you know? Yeah, well, that's just gravy. Like, even there's some either other elements in Try that remind me of, of it as well. Yeah. Oh, well. I will <laughs> say that whether it was... Whether it was on uh, one of our suggestions or on your end, whoever thought of Crispin Freeman for Thomas needs an award. <laughs> I'm positive it was me because I looked at that guy and I heard how he sounded in Japanese. Uh, yeah. And I was like, this guy is Crispin Freeman. I'm watching an animated version of Crispin Freeman. Yeah, that's one of those that yeah. just fits amazingly perfectly. Yeah. And now, apparently, also. Yeah, I, I, think... met, I met him last year and it's just, wow. He is yeah. Thomas. He is. So he has, in in the Japanese version, I think, because I don't speak Japanese, uh, he had a German accent, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, I don't know because I don't know what a German accent speaking Japanese sounds like. Even if I hear it, I don't know. Oh, wow, that sounds German. Uh, no, I don't know. But uh, well, he's part Austrian, I, so he should. Yeah, but I just decided he's this all-American hero type, you know, prim and proper. He is Crispin Freeman. And funny enough... Uh, you know, Quentin Flynn and I used to do the, uh, a lot of conventions together. Quentin obviously played Damon, uh, Ma uh, Marcus Damon, the, the lead. And, uh, you know, we'd go on the tour together pretty much to these conventions with Crispin. And not everyone, but we'd be at a lot together. And they just didn't get along in that way. Like they liked each other and they respected each other, but they butted heads a little bit. And I'm like, this is such perfect casting because <laughs> these guys, Marcus and Thomas, butt heads, but they respect each other. And I'm just going to cast Quentin and Tom and Crispin and have them carry that relationship over to Data Squad. And it's going to be great. Well, that and, that uh, definitely worked. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Crispin, Crispin is fun. I worked with him a lot on Zatch Bell. He played a few roles for me on Zatch Bell. And uh, he and I had so much fun together, so many laughs. 
uh, he's one of the, uh, the these guys that when you know when you record ADR or dubbing, um, you hear these three beeps, and then you talk. So you go beep beep beep. Come on over. I'm here with the you know. Digivol, you know, Digivice, you know, something like that. You know, that's the actor's sort of timing mechanism. So Crispin would uh, always say something dirty on his first take that had not, wasn't in the script or anything like that. It was always something filthy. And I would be hysterically laughing every time. So, you know, and then, uh, I mean, I, we have no visuals here, so I can't do this, the funniest one. But I, do, I, I tell the story at conventions. And it's it's completely filthy, but it's very funny. And he just he he used to always crack me up on the first take doing dirty uh, takes. <laughs> and then it kind of ended again. And it, it feels it, like it feels I, like feels like you had an up and down with everything. Well, it ended very well. Then. Yeah, I don't it, know why. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't. Back. I think it was a budgetary. That's because it took a, a few years. I mean, the show itself took yeah. a few years off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know what happened after that. I, you know, I get so many emails from fans going, "Are you in? Are you involved in Digimon episode season six, whatever yeah. it was called?" And I'm like, "I never heard of it." Yeah. That that one, like, that one was uh, Mary. Okay, but yeah. people like yeah. wrote me like all kinds of like you know questions about everything and I'm like I have nothing to do with this I don't know and it's almost easier to to actually do the show <laughs> so I answer those questions quickly and move on with my life but yeah so I was not asked back I didn't know if Tentomon's in it or anything or any of my characters but you know whatever there's you know there's all kinds of reasons why people don't work on different shows there's a lot of budgetary concerns you know at uh just from a certain standpoint, because I have such a history with Digimon, I I demand a certain salary for Digimon. You know, I've established a rate for Digimon, and sometimes that's not in the budget. So yeah. I get it. it. It's okay, as fans, we have a lot of questions about some of the decisions they made for Fusion's dub. Yeah, they did. Oh, that... <laughs> oh, they did. They didn't even get to where you would have shown up because your specific Tentomon shows up. Yeah, that's that's right. There's a kind of an un a season they never actually dubbed a fusion where Tentomon does appear towards the end. That's right, but they never dubbed it. Nope. Oh well. Uh, so then, yeah. So then it was gone, and then I got a call one day to voice try, and that was it. You know, other other than that, you know, no writing, no directing, just voice acting, and it's much easier. I don't have to worry about a lot of things that just show up once a month once every two months say my lines and go home (laughs) and and you got to cause a a small little thing when no one had you signed an NDA I did so what happened was uh, I just left the first day and like there wasn't even paperwork for me to sign let alone an NDA like there there was no like salary paperwork to sign or anything like that so I just went home and I wrote like I don't know Twitter or whatever I have a couple of fan pages of the Jeff Nimoy fan page on Facebook maybe it was there or I have the the Tumblr blog Jeff Nimoy fan page and I just wrote hey it was really great to uh to read to voice Tentamon again I missed him you know and uh it's great to be a part of Digimon again 
And then all of a sudden, it was like the internet broke. It was like, oh my God, Jeff Nimoy confirms Digimon is back. Try to try to start recording. It was network news was all over the place, and AI was probably the fault, right? And, yeah, I, I, I helped with that a little bit. I think everyone helped with that. <laughs> this Justin, Jeff Nimoy, you know, confirms the internet is broken. So, you know, I get a call from Jamie, and he's like, hey, man, what are you doing? You know, Toy didn't even announce it yet. I'm like, what, what do I know? Nobody tells me anything, man. You got you to gotta tell me these things, you know? Let me sign an NDA or something. And uh, he's like, oh, man, you really screwed up. I'm like, what, what do you want from me? Leave me alone. <laughs> so, so meanwhile, they're all pissed off at me, right? But then, like, an hour later, Joshua Seth writes me. He's living in Florida. He's like, what do you mean they're doing Digimon? How come nobody asked me? I was like, I don't know. I'm not in charge. <laughs> Call these people. Here's the phone number. I gave him the phone number. Rita over at Studiopolis and Jamie. I said, call them. Leave me out of it. <laughs> so they call up and he's like, yeah, I want to do Digimon again. They're like, well, you can you fly yourself out here? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to fly myself out there to do it. Yeah, I want my kids to see something I've done live that's Digimon. That's next. <laughs> so, uh, so they got Joshua Seth and because I announced it and you'd think one of those sons of you know something or other would call me and say thank you for leaking the word about Digimon because now we got Joshua set oh yeah they've been they, they've been using him marketing wise crazy yeah so mm -hmm. you know they own me as far as I'm concerned <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it yeah, yeah. and uh you know, we're about a little less than a month out from when uh, 4 was in theaters. And I, I feel like that took everyone who watched it by surprise, because everyone sort of went, part 3 is really going to be Jeff's part with Tentum on everything. And part 4, you just stole and shook and everything. Did I? I haven't seen it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Jedi was... Um... Jedi was something in that movie. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, I remember recording a lot of Jedi. I just didn't know if it was in four or what have you. But yeah. Yeah. Good one. I, oh, oh, an interesting thing about that. I was there to do Tentamon, and the director uh, said, uh, oh, he just had the, he's also the sound engineer. He just had the um, screen frozen on Ken turning into Jedi at the end of Try, I guess. Uh, three, I guess. And uh, I said to him, uh, since I'm here, you want me to voice Jenai, young Jenai? He goes, oh, is that you? I'm like, yeah, that's me. He's like, oh, great. We didn't know. We were wondering who plays that. And he's like, so you're Genai. I'm like, no, I'm Jenai. And he already had like four people say uh, Genai. Well, that, ex that explains yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was kind of wondering why all of a sudden the pronunciation changed. Because they didn't call me. Yeah. But I uh, <laughs> I gave them my phone number. I gave him my phone number specifically. And I uh, I said, just call me if there's any, you know, if you have any kind of questions, just give me a call. Because he also didn't know, if you watch the uh, the uh, DVD, I guess, um, yeah. the interview, uh, I say, uh, you know, he didn't know it was like, is it Digi Digivolve 2, Tentamon, pause, Digivolve 2, pause? I'm like, I got this, Junior. I got, don't worry about it. And he's like, are you sure that's how they say it? I'm like, yeah. 
I'm pretty sure. So I, re <laughs> I remember when we uh, had our panel at, after you told that story at the panel. I remember asking, remember asking, do you have any idea what you signed up for? And that was in reference to his part in, in movie four. Pretty uh, a bit a little more sadistic than your usual run of the mill Jedi, wouldn't you say? Well, I never really got to explore Jedi in the end of uh, season two, so young Jedi, I should say. So this is, but this is an evil. This is a different Jedi. It's not your father's Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> young Jedi has oldened, has aged. Got a bit of a mean streak too. That had to be a little fun, getting a little nasty like that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Bad guys aren't that fun to play sometimes because they're very one note. You know, it's just evil. There's not much depth to them, you know. Whereas Tentamon, even though he's not that three dimensional, at least he's like, you know, he's a he's a wit, he loves Izzy, you know, he's got He's got things on his mind, <laughs> other than total destruction of the universe, you know? Yeah. The other thing is, I don't, you know, the actors don't read the whole scripts. They just see their lines. So we don't know what's going on in the story. It's up for the director to tell us. So a lot of times, I don't, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, he he's, I think AR put it right, He bit of a mean streak this time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you also put it right on that. Yeah, he's just trying to destroy the universe. It's yeah. about that's that's his motive right now, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Tr tr well, Sorry. Go ahead. There's more coming. That's yeah. all I can say. Mm -hmm. yeah. This time I did sign an NDA, so I can't really. Tell <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, I was I was wondering about that. You said you were doing work recently. I assume that would be the last part, probably. Oh, you get those lawyers got on me so fast after that. Everybody yeah. had to sign it. Yeah, they had to give blood samples before recording after that. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine they'd make that mistake again. Yeah, I mean, especially since movie six isn't even out in Japan yet, no. so definitely cannot talk about yeah. anything in that regard. Yeah, we Ooh. we found the perfect time to schedule you right after four, and before the whole deluge of its ending stuff starts and right around the same time as when five comes out here in theaters. But you've seen the, uh, the Japanese versions, haven't you? Uh, five, six isn't out five. yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Six hasn't even fully ramped up marketing yet. And when it does that, random people will see me ranting on Twitter about having to do work. <laughs> but yeah, that ramps up soon and it's out in May literally days away from when Fives in theaters out here now yeah. are they in theaters for a day or a day like, yeah one day they do uh, through uh, Fathom so they basically do one screening it at various mm -hmm. theaters um, with, right. with extras and without a bunch of trailers before it which is very nice well that's nice yeah and then in September is part six what about the uh, uh, anaconda? What's her name? Yeah, she she she's gone. Everyone. They, they don't. They don't have a twenty-minute uh, Angela no. anaconda. No. Movie. No. O only when we pull out the old DVDs for the old movie. Oh boy! Well, that was a surprise when I went to see Digimon. I saw <laughs> yeah, you, you, I saw a lot mind. of us. I bet. Yeah. Well, why why don't you explain why don't you explain that? Because I don't think many people un 
understand, and you you've gone over that before. But for those who don't know, well, there's the uh, the movie Digimon the movie when it was released in theaters. It came with this trailer, this extended trailer of. Uh, it was not even a trailer. It's a short film. That's the only way to describe it. Um, a, a short film that preceded Digimon of Angela Anaconda, which was a TV show on Fox Kids back then, uh, and her friends going to the theater to see Digimon. And uh, and it just went on and on and on. I swear the thing was like 20 minutes long. And at one point I thought, am I in the wrong theater? Did I come to see the Angela Anaconda movie instead of Digimon? Uh, but it just kept going and and they made me like when I was making the movie they wanted to add uh, some time to the movie to get it you know over whatever the magic number is for a kids movie in theaters but then when they added the Angela and Akana thing we were like 20 minutes over I'm like I never had to add, add that other stuff that crap you made me add it would have been much better with just my movie and Angela and Akana <laughs> <laughs> See, I could be very blunt right now because those companies don't exist anymore, and you know the people who own yeah. the rights back, they you can't can also, hire. You can also be blunt considering the the crap you're referring to and Angela Anaconda, not my favorites. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember so hating Angela Anaconda as a kid, so seeing that uh, <laughs> seeing I, that in front of the movie, I, I did not appreciate. <laughs> I remember getting a VHS tape of the third Japanese Digimon film in Japanese and yeah. watching it and then waking up three hours later and wondering what the hell happened. <laughs> As Haim Saban once said to me, <laughs> he said, I watched that third movie last night. It took me a week to watch it last night. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. That, that, that's the best review of it that I could imagine to be yeah, honest. I, I watched it again last year in Japanese. It's, it takes just as long to get through. I, I, I go out of my way to not rewatch that one whenever possible. I was, and I wanted to leave it completely out of the movie, but, uh, I was told I could not. So yeah, it's just, I, I think as a standalone, you know, if it was done on its own, it probably could have been done justice. Well, Saban, well, let's. So, I, suggested. So, I, yeah. I suggested we either do a DVD release of that, mm -hmm. or uh, you know, a TV. Uh, yeah. Like, like they ended up doing with movie four. Yeah. I mean, Saban loved direct-to-video stuff back then. They did it with random episodes of Power Rangers. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. No one listens to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> may, may, maybe they'll listen to you if you come back for the next Digimon series. As a voice actor, I'm sure I will, but I don't know about uh, director or writer. Is there an, another one after Try? Yeah, Atmon. Yeah, Atmon. Atmon. That's yeah. the one I showed you the trailer for at the uh, the panel. Yeah. All right. Well, as I always say, if asked, I will serve. Yep. No Tentomon in that one, though. The only character who anyone. Oh, no! <laughs> Where am I? Is he? Help me. And I think we should move on to questions that we got a few questions sent in from people. Mm. Um, our third co-host, May, couldn't be here because of the time difference because she's in Australia. Yeah. So, well, so she says. <laughs> well, being that she lives there, I think we can go ahead and say she probably is for now. Good eye, May. How are you? Um, she thought up a standby question in case she didn't think of a better one, which we have here. And th this question is probably 
the most pure May question that me or AR could imagine. <laughs> Mimi is best girl, but why do you think Mimi is best girl? What she says, Mimi is best girl as a fact. Yes. That's what she yes. Right. Well, I don't. So if I disagree with that, how can I say why I think Mimi is best girl? I would tell her why you think Mimi is not best girl. I, uh, it's not anything against Mimi. It's not. It's not you. It's me. It's not that she's doing anything to not make herself best girl. I just think Sora has done more to make her best girl. <laughs> I just like Sora more. I just I'm in love with Sora's voice. <laughs> I think that's the best answer May could have hoped for. <laughs> That's why you keep casting that voice over and over yeah. again. Yeah, yeah when, when, when you cast Colleen O'Shaughnessy in Data Squad, it almost took everyone aback because she hadn't had a second role in Digimon up to that point. When she came and she said, who is this girl? I said, she's Sora. And she goes, okay, great. And that was it. And then they, <laughs> and then they sort of did that again in Fusion. Yeah. And she That's said she's always wanted to do a Digimon, one of the monsters. And she's never gotten a chance because she keeps getting cast as the human kids. <laughs> okay. Her voice is too good not to play a human. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then we have one from Agu Champ. Mr. Jeff Nimoy, has there ever been a role you didn't enjoy playing for whatever reason? Yes, I've told this story many times. Yeah. <laughs> you probably know it already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, know, we know what's coming, but he, yeah. he clearly doesn't. It's Cherrymon, that son of a bitch, Cherrymon. I hated Cherrymon. Uh, so I just hated, I was doing as a joke one day in the studio. I just, he said, you yeah, know, looks like the Godfather. Ah, oh, hello, I'm Cherrymon. I started doing a Marlon Brando impersonation. Um, I grow cherry from my branches. And, uh, and then, you know, the producer Terry O'Malley was like laughing and she goes that's it that's the voice you should do that voice for him I'm like no she goes no no I want you to do that voice for him just like that and then I found out he had like so much dialogue and he was talking way too fast for that <laughs> and I was like oh I'm mm -hmm. so miserable this this is the worst voice for this character and uh and then when I found out he was in uh data squad the first thing I did was recast uh, Cherrymon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's one. In fact, I believe everyone requested you play Cherrymon specifically because they remembered the old interviews of saying you didn't like him. <laughs> didn't like is too light. I wow, harsh. I him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Apparently, they, we want Jeff to suffer more. <laughs> <laughs> and then from uh, Nikki, and this actually meshes in well with the prior question. Which characters are the most natural and easiest for you to voice? And who's your favorite that you don't voice? Mm, that's a good one. So the most natural is Jedi because it's closer to my own voice. Now, of all my career, some of you know that I did Wolfwood in Trigun. Yes. And that was really my voice, straight up my voice. Which, um, So that's the easiest character I ever played in terms of that. Um, but for Digimon purposes, it was that. In the movie, of course, I had like a bunch of little different roles. I played a, a truck driver who was asleep while driving, something like that. And, uh, you know, little things like that. But Jedi uh, was the bigger sustained part. And even he wasn't my own voice. I was putting on a little like 
Raiders of the Lost Ark sort of thing. You know, short round, chewy, uh, a little Harrison Ford thing. <laughs> but, um, but it was still close to my voice. But who would I have liked to have played? I, I would have probably liked to have played a human. Um, probably uh, Davis, probably. But it's hard to say because I loved Brian Donovan in that movie. In that show, you know, and he's one of my close friends today. In fact, Brian Donovan is uh, going to be in a movie, a live action movie I'm, I'm directing. Uh, it's him, him, myself, Lex Lang, a few other people that you might know. And we're shooting at a GeekCon AR. I think I might have mentioned it to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. we're, we're shooting. Lucas movie. will try to swing down to hang out with you or something. Yeah. We'll, have to get food. Uh, we'll go out for drinks or something. So, maybe, not so, with, maybe not with Lucas. But. I won't have the time, but yeah. Not, <laughs> Lucas must be crawling around like crazy. must be walking and everything. Yeah, he's huh? running around. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thankfully, he went to bed on time today. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, Davis was just so much fun, you know. Uh, I actually auditioned for Matt, but Matt was like a brooding sort of, you know, tortured art soul, artist soul. And I wouldn't have liked Matt. I think definitely Davis. You know, a little dumb, but he doesn't know he's dumb, so he's into it, you know? You know yeah, since you mentioned Davis, I feel like a number of people are still kind of, still kind of misunderstand why he had so many funny lines. It's because everyone liked him. Look, <laughs> sometimes you have to be funny in yeah. a TV show. And exactly. He, the character, whether he was funny or not in J- J- Japanese... I wasn't making a Japanese show. I, I hate to disappoint. He, he was he was pretty he was reasonably goofy in Japanese, to be honest. Okay, but you know <laughs> he looked all American and he looked like you know skateboarding you know snowboarding dude, and uh, and I just had him that way. And uh, he always had a sort of goofy look on him, and he always seemed to like pump his chest up full of pride until Kari popped a pin in his balloon and he came, you know, crashing down with his shoulders, you know. So, you know, you gotta you gotta take advantage of the funny when you get it. Yeah. Uh this one's gonna be short because you kind of went over went over it earlier. Jackie wants to know, do you have you seen or heard anything from the shows you didn't work on to the point that you have any sort of opinion on them beyond that you didn't work on them? Yeah. Uh that's a good question, Jackie. So uh, a little bit of uh, I heard before I actually left the show I heard season 3 as I was winding down my time at Fox Kids someone I think it was Terry already told me next year they're doing it a whole new cast whole new thing and the whole thing was a TV show and I was like what? how Bob Newhart of them you know and uh, yeah the whole thing was a dream sort of thing it wasn't a dream it was a TV show and I thought, well, I'm kind of glad I'm leaving then because I'm not sure I want to, you know, perpetuate that. Um, but regardless, when I did take over Digimon season five, Data Squad, I threw an homage into that. Whereas the whole thing's this computer program, you know, just like on that seasons one and two were all a TV show. If if you're looking at it from the standpoint of season three, if you're looking at it from my standpoint all of season five is a computer program so i did throw a little homage to them in there i wanted to even though i had nothing to do with it i wanted to honor the digimon universe by bringing in something that tied it in together 
And season four, I really is that Frontiers season yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah. I I really have no knowledge whatsoever of that. I don't know what's we'll, going. We'll on. figure out a way to tie in season four. We'll we'll take care of that one. Okay. <laughs> it's all a big tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> let's see then we just have a few left um, Ian wanted to know did you know ahead of time that Derek Stephen Prince was going to crash that anime expo panel and mention and ask about Ken it's very funny you know I just ran into him at an audition and I didn't know A I didn't know he crashed B I didn't know it was him asking the question because he looks so much different since the last time I saw him He's got like almost a completely shaved head now. And I don't think he was wearing glasses. And when I knew him, he had hair and was wearing glasses. So I didn't know it was him asking the question about will Ken return. Um, so I didn't take it like the question. I'm like, I don't know, guy in the audience. I didn't know it was him. I was just like answering the question like, I don't know. I don't know. And Josh kept saying, Jeff knows. He was teasing me because he was pretending I was the writing director. You know, so if anyone had any, any trouble with the story, they can blame me. But I I was just like, I don't know, stranger in the in the stands. And then I ran into him and and he explained to me that it was him, you know. I was like, I didn't even recognize you. I'm sorry, I didn't know. So everybody who has who's been waiting for Ken to show up and try, email your complaints to <laughs> Yeah. Don't you yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh jo I want to mention Joshua Seth and myself, uh, we're trying to put together a, a convention tour, a Digi Memories tour. Just he and I. And uh when she can make it, we're hoping uh Colleen joins us as well. I'm sure. I'm sure Victor will jump into as many of those as he can make for conventions. He loves conventions, Victor. I wish I could go to more. <laughs> I have not met Josh. He's a good guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. We just have two left. Anonymous wants to know, and what are your thoughts on Jedi being an antagonist this time around? No thoughts whatsoever. It's a job. <laughs> I, I wish I can give you some big, you know, answer, deep answer. But again, like when I was the writer director, I had all these answers. Yeah. I knew what was going on. Not only that, you know, I knew the American version was sure to be. I was the only guy to know that kind of stuff, you know, because I had all my little Easter eggs in it. But I really just show up and I don't know what's going on. I don't know anyone's part. I don't know any of the script. I just have my lines. So it's all out of context. And I rely on the director heavily to let me know when I'm, you know, my instincts are wrong. And he tells me what to do. So he might say, you know, be more sinister. Or he might catch something I'm doing and go, you know, I'm like, I get real close to the microphone and I get real, you know, like that. And he's like, oh, I like that. Do more of that. You know, something like that. But but that's all it is. There's no deep, dark answer. You unlock the universe of questions you have about this this version of Digimon. Not for me, anyway. Yeah. And then last up from Yoseo, do you have any memories of working for Digimon that you're especially fond of? Oh, too many to name, of course. You know, it's first of all, it was two years of my life. And that second year you can probably count that as two years because we did season two as well as the movie simultaneously. It was a back-breaking schedule. We never missed anything. 
And so I crammed two years of work into that one year. And, you know, you don't do it alone, obviously. There was a cast of 300 just the first season alone, I think. And, and you know, it's been, as we talked about, it's come back to my life over and over and over again. And it came back to me in the most thrilling professional uh, job I had, Digimon Data Squad. So, so I've got literally you know, tens of thousands of memories from all those tens of thousands of hours. And uh, it was great. And I really cherish the fact that I uh, I am associated, not only am I associated with the Digimon universe, but I, I play a prominent role in it, in the American history of it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, th- thanks again for coming on. We really appreciate it. It was great to hear all the stories and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, and it was, a, and it was completely coincidental. Um, based on what day it is, it's actually the 19th anniversary of when season one premiered in Japan. Is it really? Yeah. Today. Today's the day that the show began. Wow. Well, paint me orange and call yeah. me a digi egg. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, it it was completely by chance. We. We picked like you know a few period you know what would it work for you? You picked that date, and I didn't realize until like a week ago. Oh, I need to make sure I remember to say that, and I almost forgot. Happy anniversary, everyone! You know, a funny thing I was in recently doing Tentomon on Digimon Try, and uh, he said I'm going to play you the Japanese first, and I'm like, why? I don't speak Japanese, and that guy who does Tentomon sounds nothing like me. He sounds like just a little bit, you know, he's one young man like that. And I was like, that does me no good. I don't want to. I, I, I don't. I don't want to hear. I don't want to. You got to. You got to pick up on that Kansai accent. Is that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't play that for me. It'll. It'll make. I don't want. Did. I don't want. I don't want to start sounding like that. Like when I'm doing Tentomon, I don't want to be like, Is he? Um, I'm so hungry. Please feed me and everybody else. I don't want to sound like that. So I want. To, don't. Don't play it for me. Just be like, you know, Hello, Izzy. So I can stay Tentomon. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Um, you can find us at with the will on Twitter. Ar, where can they find you? Uh, digimon.firstagent.net yeah and Jeff where, where can for, they track you down for, uh, for, um... for all anime appearances and anything sort of anime related any job uh, and all information about my uh, new movie coming out next year that I'm shooting this year uh, go to the Jeff Nimoy anime page on Facebook okay. that's probably the best place to get me yeah, and uh, don't forget, everyone, we have our Discord, our Patreon, and because people seem to miss it, there is a forum. <laughs> it occasionally seems to get missed in, in everything. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, next time, we'll be back to doing the news and everything. Oddly, there was no news, even, and we wouldn't have done it anyways. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.